Good morning. Welcome to Seek the Word Ministry. I'm your host, Brandon Ritchie, pastor of Grace Community Christian Church. Seek the Word is a ministry that's dedicated to right biblical exposition and the holding of scriptural authority. We welcome you to like Seek the Word on Facebook, and if you have any questions, to please feel free to ask them through the Facebook page. Seek the Word is available through Podbean and iTunes, as well as on the Seek the Word Facebook page and the GC3 GC3 Live YouTube channel. A week or so ago, we did an episode of False Teachers and False Doctrines, and it was one of our most listened to uh, episodes. It's also the episode we've received our most feedback over. There seems to be a real desire for an understanding of false teachers and false doctrines. Last year, here at Grace Community Christian Church, we hosted a a convocation with um, a few guest speakers about false teachers and false doctrines. And it was real interesting, the feedback that we received from those who were present. As I was doing research for this episode and the previous, and there's so much material that... Over the next few weeks, there will be several parts um, to this topic. But I noticed that we have a real problem in our churches today. What is that? Well, oftentimes many church leaders, even though they recognize false teachers and false doctrines, there's a real hesitation from pastors to call out false teachers. So instead, oftentimes when discussing false teachers, pastors will make what's known as a blanket statement. Well, the problem with blanket statements is no one wants to admit that their guy is a false teacher. So when they hear the blanket statement, they're able to sit there in their pew or their chair and say to themselves, well, he isn't talking about my guy. He's not talking about the studies I do. We are able to rationalize and justify why we do these studies and point the finger at everybody else for having the wrong ones. Many churches take the stand of not calling out names of false teachers from the pulpit. I experienced this myself. I was giving a sermon some years back at a church my family attended, and as was the norm when the senior pastor was gone, I filled in. During the sermon, I addressed false teachers and used the false teachings of Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer, and culturally friendly church favorite Rick Warren. I was later confronted by leadership that the policy of the church was to not use names from the pulpit. I still find that odd. The analogy I used in my defense was simply, if I see a dog biting a child in an alley, I don't tell people to stay away from all dogs in a blanket statement. I specifically tell them to stay away from that dog. It's dangerous. They would need to know that. In our churches, where so many of the books and programs from these heretics and false teachers creep in the individual lives of those sitting in the congregation, They need to know of the dangers of that material. The congregation needs to be shown how the teacher's teachings do not hold up against Scripture. Part of the pastor's job as shepherd is to protect the flock from wolves who want to devour them. And these wolves enter in at times through the false doctrines people in the congregation are doing in their homes. Then they bring those teachings into the church under the radar. 
As pastors, it's important for us to be aware of the false teachings out there. That while we need to understand why those are false teachings, we need to guard ourselves from them as well as the flock that has been placed in our care. Turn to me, if you would, to Acts 20, starting with verse 28. Verses 28 through 30. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among you, your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Now, first, we need to understand a little background on this passage. This is Luke recording Paul's instruction to the elders at the church of Ephesus. So this is directed to church leaders, and it is addressing the dangers of false teachers in the church. In verse 28, the elders of church or church leaders are told to pay careful attention. Pay careful attention to what? Well, for one, themselves. As leaders in the church, they need to practice self-examination. We see Paul instruct Timothy in the same manner when he is the pastor of the church at Ephesus in First and Second Timothy. As a pastor shepherding God's people, we should always examine ourselves against the scriptures, weighing everything we teach against the strictest of scriptural scrutiny, and constantly weighing our lives against the scriptures. Will we fall short? Yes. But we'll never know that unless we are running everything in our life through the scripture. And when we fall short... We repent. The biggest killer of most ministries is pride. When a leader in a church becomes so consumed with pride that they are no longer accountable or teachable, when they justify their decisions and behaviors instead of examining their behaviors with Scripture, that's a killer. I've seen it in churches, and I've seen it in church leadership. When a pastor has to stand up and justify a decision, there's already a problem. Any decision any decision should have scripture and verse. No justification from the pastor needed because it has scriptural authority backing it up. Now we're not talking about should the carpet be tan or green. We're talking about ministry decisions, theological decisions. If a teaching or a study is being used or how or has been used, if a teaching has raised eyebrows, hiring a new leader, appointing a new leader, and so on, these must be done with scriptural authority. Listen, I, I've seen churches which do studies from, from big-name authors, and, and they don't agree with everything in the book, but they still give it to their people and do the study. And they'll say phrases like, we want to uh, take the meat and leave the bones. But the problem is, as a leader in a church, anything I bring into that congregation, anything I put my name to, I'm saying I'm okay with. So it's hard to bring something in and tell people, well, sure, we brought this in, but you only have to agree with or listen to part of it. No, we want to fine-tooth comb those studies. We want to make sure that those studies align with Scripture. We want to make sure that those studies align with our teachings of Scripture to our congregation. The second part of what they need to be careful pay, or pay careful attention to is all the flock. Pastors are the shepherds of the flock, and we need to pay careful attention to what they are being taught in every aspect of ministry in our church. 
Now, this includes if if there are age uh, separated ministries or uh, cell groups, which in and of themselves can pose a real serious danger. Because oftentimes there's no checks or balances on who's running these cell groups. And then other teachings are brought into the cell groups. And when you have young, impressionable new Christians placed in cell groups, and they see the person running the cell group as somewhat of an authority, and that person is teaching these anti-biblical or heretical teachings, you're creating a huge problem within the congregation. We also need to be aware of what teachings that are getting done outside the church to our by our congregations. Why? Because teachings that members of your church are receiving outside your church never stay outside your church. Again, this is how wolves get in. It is not always in their physical presence. Sometimes it is merely in their false teaching. Today, though, the aspect of being a pastor, or this aspect of being a pastor, is largely overlooked. Now what has happened in many churches is that Sunday service has been taken over by a youth group mentality to appease the young people coming out of youth programs, or for the most part the culture. Many churches have taken the events and spectacle once reserved for children's church or youth group and brought that into the sanctuary on Sunday mornings. This causes a problem because then this in this loose atmosphere, this full entertainment, full spectacle atmosphere, many aspects of the pastor are lost and of the leaderships are lost, and things get into the congregation in this loose type of atmosphere, and suddenly there's a whole mishmash of different theologies floating around in these congregations, and some of these false teachings are in and false doctrines. Now, mind you, also, some of the teachers that are participating in the behavior of bringing these quote-unquote youth group antics into the, the pulpit and into the Sunday service are, in fact, the false teachers we're talking about. When the pastor is more about entertaining and being cool or relevant to the congregation, we see this type of thing prevail. When the speaker with Arrested Development, who claims to be a pastor and he's walking around the stage in skinny jeans and a shirt two sizes too small, spraying the congregation with water guns, that's not church by any means. And yes, I'm speaking of Stephen Furtick, who is more concerned with being an internet sensation and getting YouTube views than actually preaching the word of God. Understand this man is not by any means a pastor, nor is what he does preaching as plainly as I can put this, it is blasphemous and displays little to no reverence for God or his word. But here's the real dangerous items which make him not only a false teacher, but a near cult-like figure. He's the teacher at Elevation Church in North Carolina, and that term church when describing this establishment is sadly used in the loosest sense. But on Elevation's website is the statement of Elevation Church, which reads, Elevation is built on the vision God gave Pastor Stephen, and members need to aggressively defend our unity and the vision. Well, Stevie here has a vision. Again, nowhere backed up by Scripture, but the more troubling aspect is the call to defend this vision that Steve claims he had. 
And later it states, we serve a pastor who seeks and hears God. We serve a pastor we can trust. We serve a pastor who goes first. Wow. I mean, if he hangs some self-portraits of himself around the facility, it would be like he took the game plan right out of Ayatollah Khomeini's playbook. These people are not to serve their pastor. They're to serve God. Their pastor is to shepherd them in service of God, not himself. But then Steve probably couldn't afford that 16,000 square foot mansion on 19 acres if that was the case. And if all this wasn't enough, here's some more nuggets of insanity from Elevation Church. The children's programs received coloring books, not of God, not of Jesus, but of Steve Furtick and his vision. And a few years back, it came to light that Elevation Church planted people in this huge congregation to come forward for baptisms at emotional moments in the service in an attempt to spur others forward. That's called manipulation. I guess I missed the scriptures where Jesus or the apostles used that method, because they didn't. And to put a bow on this, look at the company Furtick keeps. A YouTube video shows him sharing the stage with another heretical teacher, T.D. Jakes, and he's pushing a wheelbarrow around with cash in it. Yes, Furtick, who sits on top of his Ponzi scheme, affirms Jakes, who sits on top of his Ponzi scheme empire, and they could both push wheelbarrow after wheelbarrow to the bank full of poor, seduced people's money. Pastors, stay vigilant with your flock. Keep these men's teachings away from them warn your congregants about these men why look at the end of verse 28 the holy spirit has made you an overseer to care for the church it should anger us when we see men and women manipulate people by using the scriptures and claiming to be of god it should stir something up in our spirit like like paul when he went to speak before the areopagus we need to make people aware of these false teachers the children of God, those whom have been granted grace and mercy adopted into Christ, are not Stephen Furtick's or any of the other heretics of the day. They were bought and paid for with, the, with God's own blood in the form of Jesus Christ. So why do we need to make our congregations aware of these false teachers? Well, verse 29. Fierce wolves are what these men are, and they will not spare the flock. Now listen, these wolves, again, do not have to come in physically. They get in by members of a congregation buying their books or studies and being led into confusion and then bringing that into the congregation. Or it manifests maybe in the home cell groups, which we're going to have an episode over those in another time. It can also come in in members of fellowship as they bring these teachings in or they pass this book from person to person or this material. And then look at verse 30. From among you arise men speaking twisted things. Then members of your congregation then begin speaking these twisted things. This is dangerous in how it spreads. This is why our churches need to be teaching sound biblical theology. The messages need to be rooted in strong biblical theology, and everything needs to tie into that theology. So when these teachings come in the, in the flock, the flock is so well nourished in God's word that they can identify it and reject it. I remember having a conversation with the wife of a pastor from a church which was not of Reformed theology. When she asked me to explain Reformed theology, and I did, her response was, isn't that what we believe? That's a big problem. 
when the pastor's wife doesn't even know the theological views of her husband's church. It's why in many churches you can go in and ask 10 people in any given church what the theology or the theological view of their church is, and you far too often get 10 different answers. All these people know is that they were told to love Jesus, repeat a saying once, and then get dunked in water, and they were good. Which reminds me, we have an episode coming up on true conversion in the sinner's prayer. When a church doesn't know what they believe or what they, or why they believe that, it is susceptible to the wolves getting in and men arising, twisting scripture. And look at the identification of these men, the end of verse 30, to draw away disciples after them. See, the identification is the, is the motive. What's the teacher's motive to bring... What's the teacher's motive will identify the teacher as false or not. See, the teacher's real motive is to bring glory to God, to exalt and praise God, to draw all attention to Christ in the scriptures. That is the true teacher's motive, always drawing people back to Christ in the scriptures, not to themselves and their vision. Remember the elevation statement about Stephen Furtick? We serve a pastor who seeks and hears from God. We serve a pastor we can trust. We serve a pastor who comes first. That is all about the pastor, who happens to be Stephen Furtick. And all that is drawing attention to him, the antics on the stage, the outfits. That is all to draw people to him. Listen, as great as any pastor can be, the attention and focus should never be about the pastor. It should always be about the word of God. Not a single pastor after Christ ever saved a single soul and cannot. Not a single pastor after Christ can ever offer salvation. The pastor is to deliver the word of God to feed the flock in which he has been blessed in being overseer of. And in that feeding and protecting them from wolves. And in all of it bringing glory to God by directing congregates always to the God of the scripture and the Jesus of the scriptures. And listen, why is Elevation Church and Osteen's Church and these heretics' churches filled? Because they're entertaining people. They are telling the people what they desire to hear. They're feeding them entertainment or motivational speeches or self-help and wealth and prosperity. They're not teaching the word. If they happen to stumble across a scripture from time to time, it is twisted to manipulate and take as far from context as possible. This is a plea to pastors to pay careful attention to yourself. Examine yourself against the scriptures. Pay careful attention to the flock which you have been entrusted. Guard them from the deceptive teaching of these wolves and beware of those among your flock which would, under the influence of these false teachers, speak twisted. And it's a call to all true believers. Do not be deceived by these wolves and pray for your leaders that they have the courage and strength to protect the flock from the dangers of these manipulators and these wolves and be willing to hold your leaders accountable to the scriptures. If you want to know if you're sitting under a, a, a true, biblically sound teacher or a false teacher, are they willing to be held accountable? Are they willing to be coached or coachable? Are they still willing to learn? Or is it all about them? Is the focus about them? Is the drive about them? Is, is 
are they teaching strong, sound, biblical theology? Or are they teaching you to just think like they think? Are they teaching you to have their opinion? These are the dangers of this. Hold your leaders accountable to scriptures. And pastors, always weigh yourself against the scriptures. The safest way to stay where we need to be. Okay, we want to talk about some upcoming episodes of Seek the Word. We have upcoming episodes on man's depravity according to the scriptures, the elective nature of God, the atonement, grace, and perseverance. We will also be looking at the Boy Scout scandal from this past week, but from a scriptural standpoint, as well as there will be a false teachers, false doctrines episode three, because there's still much to say on this issue. We will also be looking at an episode uh, dealing with church attendance and the importance of corporately congregating with brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're in the Plymouth, Indiana area and looking for a church, we want to invite you to Grace Community Christian Church at 612 East Jefferson Street. We pray that you are part of a scripturally sound congregation. We ask that you like us on Facebook at Seek the Word as well as follow the YouTube channel at GC3Live and follow us on Podbean or the Podbean app or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We thank you and God bless.